Welcome to the Live in Everett podcast, where we explore good things in Everett, Washington. My name is Garrett Hunt. And I'm Tyler Chisholm. Welcome to the Live in Everett podcast, episode number 46, which is brought to you with support from People's Bank, a locally owned and operated independent community bank since 1921. For a higher level of service for all of your banking needs, visit the team at their flagship branch right here in downtown Everett at 2702 Colby. So Tyler, how are you doing? Doing great. Uh, the weather's been beautiful. We got a little bit of snow here in uh, Everett, Washington. Um, also, I went to a hockey game with producer Henry J last Saturday, and I feel like the Everett Silver Tips are one of Everett's best kept secrets. Mm. I mean, for the price of, I mean, you know, whether you're into hockey or not, I feel like just going to a game really close to home, and there really isn't a bad seat in the house at Xfinity Arena. No. And I feel like ticket prices are really reasonable. Beer is expensive, just like any sporting game. But, you know, like it's not like a Mariners game or whatever. So I had a freaking blast. And nice. uh, the Silver Tips lost, which was a bummer. But I do feel like I got to go to more Silver Tips games. Yeah, that's always a fun time. Hey, I've been meaning to ask you, how does it feel being a local celebrity? You know, the biggest difference is I just have to make sure I carry a Sharpie around everywhere. <laughs> And when people like the awkward thing is when people start talking to me, my initial reaction is just to start signing in their direction. So sometimes I'll get Sharpie on people's face and, uh, but other than that, when really they were just asking you if you knew where the bathroom was or something. Totally. Yeah. It happened to me at QFC. A lady was asking me if I could get the oatmeal off the top shelf cause I'm a tall guy. And, uh, she's like, Hey, can you get that oatmeal? But before she even said anything else, she ended up with marker all over her face and that was awkward. <laughs> So it feels great though. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, that's pretty funny. No, <laughs> no, really though. Um, how do you feel about when like strangers like approach you and stuff? Because I feel of, like it's happening more and more and becoming more of like a normal thing. Which because is we do the, we, the weekly videos and people know what we look like now. And particularly you though. I feel like you get recognized way more than I do. Why do you think that is? Uh, you know, I mean, you're, you're taller. You're, I think you're a little bit more unique looking. Hmm. You got a unique face. Yeah. <laughs> Beady eyes, tall hair, white hair, tall white hair. Um, yeah, you know, like, I think it's definitely cool and it's always really surprising. It happened to me this last weekend. I was in QFC and it was a group of, like, young kids. Like, probably somewhere between 18 and maybe, like, 22, 23. And usually it's always people who are probably, like, 30 and older that recognize us. Um but to have like a group of young kids be like, Hey, live in Everett. We follow your channel is what they said. And I was like, Hey, that's cool. That, that, that's how you know that they're you know, of the younger generation. Cause they use a word like channel comfortably. Yeah. Whereas I feel like older people are just like, Oh, you're those um, guys from that website. Right. Like the, the internet thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But shout out to this, to the guy at the game. Oh yeah. Henry, when I, when we were at the podcast game, a guy turned around and said, Hey, I like your podcast. Nice. And I was like, awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Cause I never really, cause podcast analytics are non-existent for us right now. I never know who's listening. So that was cool. That is cool. Anyway, how are you doing? I'm good. Uh, there's been a lot of transition and things going on and I'm happy. There's something I can finally share about the fact that my wife is pregnant. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so this is kid number kid number one Ooh. yep first first time around so we are very terrified and excited <laughs> are you in nesting mode is that like a thing 
that's like you're noticing? By default, because uh, unfortunately, um, I mean, my, my wife is awesome. She's a total trooper, but she has had just really bad morning sickness and headaches. And so I feel like by default, we, we've been kind of like nesting, I yeah, guess, yeah. and just kind of stuck at home a lot. But um, yeah, slowly she's starting to feel a little bit better as uh, as the pregnancy goes on. So nice. you're going to be the second Liv and Everett team member to have kids. It's true. Yeah. Watch out, Richard Porter. I'm about to join the, the kiddo club. <laughs> totally. All right. So anyway, if you're not familiar with Live in Everett, in addition to this weekly podcast, we also do weekly videos. We send out a jam-packed newsletter. We maintain an active blog, events calendar, and more. You can learn more about what we do at www.liveineverett.com. So this week, <clears throat> excuse me, this week on the show, we have Alicia Moreno. Did I say that right? Moreno. Yeah. Moreno. Uh, from Farms and Market joining us. Uh, Farms and Market is a new year-round farmer's market and local cafe. Uh, we checked out Farms and Market the other day for Living Everett TV, and it was crazy delicious. Um, so maybe you've seen that video. Uh, if you haven't, check it out on the website. And uh, yeah, we're real happy to have Alicia here with us today. Yeah, but before we jump in, a quick message from McLean Insurance. February 28th is the anniversary of the big Nisqually earthquake. McLean Insurance specializes in earthquake insurance. Contact them for a free quote. Learn more about uh, earthquake insurance and everything they do. They're my insurance agent, www.autohomeboat.com. And you can also check out a video that we made with McLean featuring my emergency go bag or uh, go chest, uh, as we called it. You can learn, uh, you can see that over on our blog. Uh, just search McLean Insurance in the search bar on the Live and Every blog. So Alicia, are you ready to jump in? Sure am. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm excited. I, I've I've interacted with you a couple times here and there, kind of randomly, but I've never really gotten a chance to chat and get to know you. And uh, so why don't we just start by talking about kind of your background and Everett? Do you live around here? How did you first kind of come to these parts? Sure. Um, I'm from the Northwest. I grew up in Redmond, um, and I live in South Everett now. Yeah, I. I Actually, I moved to Everett um, from Edmonds for this job to be closer to Farms and Market. Okay. Um, and I'm really excited to be here. Cool. So how long ago was that that you moved to Everett? Is that recent? Or? Um, I moved to Everett a little over a year ago. Um, I was living in Edmonds before that. Nice. So North End. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So um, how would you describe exactly what Farms and Market is? And what is your exact job there? Mm-hmm. Farms and Market is a farm-based marketplace that strives to support and strengthen the local food economy. So the two main components of Farms and Market are the produce stands that are a mix of uh, leased out to regional farmers on a month-to-month basis where they can sell their products directly to the community year-round, every day of the week. Um, Benefit to them is that farmers just drop off their product as needed and our staff take care of everything else. Um, the second main component to Farms and Market is the food service. Um, so the kitchen is also looking to buy as much as possible from our local growers and food producers to create a line of prepared foods. So we have prepackaged grab-and-go foods, uh, foods by the pound in the deli cases, and a sit-down cafe with a 
seasonally changing menu. Um, well, actually, all of it seasonally changing uh, because uh, the menu for uh, any area of the um, prepared foods is guided by what is growing here in this region right now. Oh, that's cool. So yeah. we pair the um, proteins and the you know herbs and flavors to match the vegetables and fruit that are growing in this area right now. Hence the title on your menu right now, Winter Cafe Menu. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yep. makes sense. And what is your job there? I'm the general manager. You're the general manager. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I've always wondered exactly. I feel like you're just the person in charge, so general manager makes sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. That's awesome. And... Uh, Tell us a little bit more about that process of working with, with, with the farmers. Is it something that they apply for and seek out? Do you guys seek them out? And then also um, kind of h- how local are they? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say it's a mix of us uh, reaching out, researching folks. Uh, we started with knowing that we were going to be opening in February, um, you know, first looking at some of the year-round farmers markets uh, in the Seattle area, seeing what farmers have product right now, and started reaching out to them to see if they'd be interested. Um, And then also reaching out to um, other farmers that we knew of in the area saying, hey, you know, I know you probably don't have product right now, but in the coming months when stuff starts popping up, uh, we'd love to have you come in, check us out. and then since word started to get out about, you know, that we're open and that we're uh, actually functioning and looking for farmers, um, just word of mouth has brought folks in, has brought farmers in to uh, check out what we're doing and see the space. Um, and a lot of them are uh, pretty excited and, and kind of blown away, I think, that um, we're not uh, like a mom and pop kind of roadside produce stand that and that's just from their words of saying like wow this is a lot different this is a lot nicer than i thought it was going to be and how do i get in and can i reserve now for july oh that's cool nice and then how wide of an area are are these um, farmers bringing their goods in from um currently it's pretty close um i mean you know it has to make sense for them to drive in and drop off their product so um, that in and of itself, uh, you know, kind of limits um, for the farmers bringing their product in. Um, but, I mean, we have uh, uh, the Golden Glen Creamery. They're up in Bow. Uh, yeah, we have Snow Valley Gardens. Um, they're really close. They're in Snohomish County. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a pretty close bubble. Um, nice. In as far as like where we're sourcing from, because we do have some folks who are, you know, making pickles or doing other um, value-added products that we are also selling. Um, those come from um, the Cascadia bioregion is the area that we're defining as local. Um, and that's really a like nature-defined um, area, um, which goes from kind of the very tip of Northern California up into Alaska, but we're kind of cutting it off um, in the southern part of uh, Canada for the carbon footprint of stuff coming in. Um, So yeah, that's where we're looking at. Um, And a lot of the value-added products um, also actually come from Everett and the like immediate surrounding areas. Um, But I think the furthest we have right now is like Portland, Oregon. Cool. Yeah, I had these smoked olives when I was there. (sighs) Yeah. What's the name of the manufacturer who makes those? Stopskis. Oh, yeah. Those are those are freaking awesome. Changed your life, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So one thing. Um, so we love the Snow Isle Co-op. They're mm-hmm. a sponsor of ours. Good friends. Uh, we're there all the time. People have been asking me, who haven't been to Farms and Market, they're like, so 
straight down from the co-op. Uh, is it similar? Or is it different? And I would say things like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't do all my grocery shopping at Farms and Market. I wouldn't get, you know, you guys don't sell like peanut butter and cereal and stuff like that. But I'm curious as to how you think about Farms and Market and how it's differentiated from the Snow Isle Foods Co-op. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, so we see the co-op. Um, we hope to complement the co-op. Um, and we're really intentional in, um, you know, uh, bringing up the co-op. They're totally nailing the natural foods, the organic foods. Um, they do an amazing job of bringing in some incredible products. Um, and they have that down. Um, and so we're not looking to compete with that. We're really focusing on um, the locality of the products, where I think they're really focusing on, you know, really uh, natural foods, organic foods. Um, We're paying more attention to um, really celebrating um, our local food artisans. So they'll probably, you know, there is a little bit of overlap because there's some folks locally who are making great products that the co-op is carrying that we'll probably have some of too. But um, in general... um, I think, yeah, that's one of the big differences. I do think a perfect day is like, or like, you know, we like to go to Shushu on Sunday mornings, you know, Mm -hmm. but I could see spring rolls around, summer comes around and just have Sunday morning croissants at Shushu Bakery, walk over to Farms and Market, get some fresh produce, end at the co-op, finish your grocery shopping for the week. Pretty nice, magical street that you're on there, Mm -hmm. Grand Avenue. Yeah, I'm hoping it's like... um, you know the the saying like a what is it a, a rising tide raises all ships and mm-hmm. hopefully it just yeah generates more momentum in the area in general and it you guys kind of feed each other and um now yeah, it's exciting mm-hmm. i know in the market you guys have a lot of different stalls where kind of market vendors will ultimately go uh do you have any insight into uh some of the vendors that we might be able to expect um, I do. Uh, so the company, the Carlin company that is leasing out the rest of the marketplace, they are actively looking for other um, local artisan uh, food-based businesses to come in and set up shop. Similar to how Shushu Bakery is a you know uh, independently owned and operated businesses looking for other uh, entrepreneurs to come in. Um, things like a butcher shop a fresh fishmonger, a wine bar, a brew pub, uh, probably three or four different uh, nicer but quick-serve restaurants, um, turning the whole space into a community food market hall. Sort of like Pike Place? Sort of like Pike Place in the like open, uh, you know, you can walk easily um, through the halls into the different businesses um, where Pike Place is a little bit more eclectic and, you know, has stuff from all over. Mm-hmm. We're really focusing on celebrating um, local agriculture, local food. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like probably most or all of the vendors will be food specific. I think, yeah, that's the plan. Um, I would really love to see like a kitchen supply cooking shop oh, yeah. or like a yeah. like an indoor nursery kind of hot plants um, yeah. kind of space. But yeah, in general, cooking food, agriculture. Sure, totally what, makes sense. What about a commissary kitchen? Are you guys going to offer any sort of commissary kitchen for your vendors? Um, we don't have that capacity within Farms and Market. Um, it's a pretty tight kitchen back there and yeah. we're... 
maxed out as far as um, the usage of it. Um, so I'm yeah. not sure if there's a plan for another one to come into the market. Okay, cool. Speaking of kitchens, uh, I have eaten from your cafe and the food is delicious. I've had like the turkey sandwich and the burger and the nourish bowl and have these delicious like meat and cheese plates. Um, but the burger specifically was like, you know, I think it was yeah. like $11 too, which I feel like is like pretty good for a giant burger. Is that right? Like 11 bucks mm-hmm. or something? Yeah. And it's, so what makes your food so good? That's my question. Uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, uh well, I know, um, we look for really high quality products, um, that are, you know, they might not necessarily be organic, um, but we're paying more attention to the growing practices, to, uh, the flavors, to the locality, um, and the general quality of the food that we're bringing in. Um, and I'd say actually above all of that, that we're looking at seasonal. Um, is this a product that has been, you know, picked and are harvested at the prime of its life when it's supposed to be eaten and mm. that those flavors make for a different meal. Were you in, um, this kind of, uh, industry before you started working for farms and market? Um, yes and no. Uh, my background actually, um, I went to school for, social work um, in policy and administration. Um, All of the work that I did was in uh, food justice um, and community organizing around closing the gap between uh, low-income communities that wanted access to healthy, fresh foods and farmers and, uh, you know, uh, grocery stores um, coming in and providing that. So um, this is, it's a a similar endeavor. in that it's you know it's trying to close the gap between our uh, local food producers, our growers, and this ever community that really wants it. Yeah, yeah. Has has the way that you eat and the way that you think about food changed since you've been working for Farms and Market? Mm, no. In <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's something that has been. Um, really important to me for a really long time. Yeah. So um, I'd say. I eat my food tastes better because I'm eating Chef Kate's food all the time yeah. now. So in that way, yeah, it's yeah, changed. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Our uh, this is a random question that popped into my head from uh, a Facebook discussion the other week. Do you guys accept food stamps there? Not yet. We okay. will, and we're in the process. Um, we thought we had our ducks in the row for that, and then someone tried to use it, and then we found out we had to do some other stuff with the state. Mm. But it is in the works. It's in important works. for us to. Nice. Okay. So you'll be offering EBT. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. That's cool. What, uh, so speaking of, of your guys' cafe, uh, do you have any favorites on the the menu, uh, for the cafe or, or the marketplace goods as well? I'd be curious to hear some of your personal favorites. Mm -hmm. I definitely say the burger, um, with the bacon jam. So that's a house made, uh, it's a spread, a jam made of caramelized onions and bacon. And Um, yes, please. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty incredible. Um, I yeah, highly, highly recommend that. I feel like that's probably the only place in ever to get bacon jam. Like, you get bacon jam on burgers if I go to Seattle or mm-hmm. like the first place I ever had it was Skillet in Seattle, and I've had it a couple places since. But it's nice to see the Everett's coming up in the world and we're getting bacon jam in town, you know? <laughs> Sign of the times. Yeah, it is. It does make a great burger. Yeah. And actually, I, I want to circle back something just popped up that you asked, you know, what makes 
what makes our food unique, what makes it taste the way it does. I think also that everything is made from scratch, that we're not bringing in any pre-made soups, any you know pre-made stuff that everything uh, that we're serving, that we're using, has been made from raw ingredients. Um, Even in like your kitchen. salad dressings and everything? Most of those, yeah. actually, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Because a lot of places will say that everything's made from scratch, but then things like salad dressings or seasonings or things like that are you know Mm -hmm. they're just off the cisco truck or whatever and i feel like Mm -hmm. you can really taste a difference when like little things like dressings are Mm -hmm. homemade they're not as sweet they don't you know they're just more flavorful you know Mm -hmm. so what about do you have any favorites from uh the marketplace um as far as the like value-added grocery stuff that we have yeah yeah, of like the breads or cheeses mm-hmm. or, you know, bottles of wine or beer or anything that has like stood out to you that you've fallen in love with. Yeah, um, I'd say the, uh, I mean, the, the cheeses and butter from Golden Glen Creamery are phenomenal. Um, mm. She has some really cool butter flavors that uh, she's putting out. One of them, it's like, it's called like winter morning I think something along those lines, but it's like orange jet, orange zest, some like powdered sugar, and like cranberry, I think. And you put that on some bread. Oh, yeah. And it is mm. really crazy good. They have, normally have a booth at the farmer's market, never, I think, right? Golden Glen Creamery, because I know I've had their stuff before. Mm-hmm. And I think we've gotten like a compound butter from them, and their stuff is good. So that's awesome to mm-hmm. hear that they're there. Uh, curious, I want to pick your brain on like insider tips. Like, uh, one thing is like parking. You guys do have a parking garage, right? We do. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the, the sign is getting fabricated as we speak okay. so that people will actually know that it exists. Um, okay. but yeah, you enter through the North side of the building, go around the back into the alley and it's the first garage that you come into and okay. it's a dedicated space for shoppers. Okay, cool. So people don't have to like pay to Mm-mm. park. Okay. And then what about just like market hacks, you know, like any insider tips on how to make the most of farms and market or uh, things that people should really check out? Mm-hmm. I would say, um, so the bacon jam on the burger, that's something that um, I think people don't see it or they don't really think about it. And whenever I encourage them to, they see what a difference in their life it makes. Um, <laughs> and uh uh, we were just talking about the Capicola sandwich um, that you get uh, pre-made in the grab-and-go section. Uh, but if you bring it over and have them throw it in the uh, panini press, it makes for yeah, a pretty incredible taste. Nice um, and then I would say uh, take advantage and taste the uh, specials that are coming out of the kitchen that aren't on the menu that are written on the chalkboard when you walk up. Um, those are stuff that, um, is, you know, fresh coming out of the farm stands that were like, Hey, we got, you know, extra, whatever, um, celeriac root or fennel or something that, um, we don't, you know, we don't have enough room for in the farm stands kitchen. What can you do with it? Mm -hmm. And they're putting out some really incredible stuff, um, as the specials. So the pickled egg that I had on, is it the plowman's? The plowman's platter. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that was phenomenal. Can you get those? Or do you have, can you get those anywhere in the market or are they specific to just the kitchen? I think they're specific to the plowman's platter right now. Oh, really? Um, okay. Because I want to come in and I just want to be like, you know, I just want a plowman's platter, but I just want to sub everything else out for those pickled <laughs> eggs. <laughs> platter of pickled <laughs> eggs. <laughs> and then the other thing I'm curious about uh, specifically is like, is it 
a better idea to buy if you're out with a couple of friends to pick a bottle of wine up from the market and then pay the corkage fee or to get wine by the glass? I would do the bottle of wine and get the corkage fee. Yeah, it'll um, it it pans out better for the consumer cool. um, to pick that up. And then you have you know a better variety. Better variety. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. That's cool that you offer that choice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. we have a lot of good wine. So yeah. you know we don't want to hinder people from drinking that lovely yeah. wine. So this project took a long time to complete. Mm-hmm. How does it feel to finally have things up and running? Uh, I feel like I'm just floating around in a dream that came true. Um, because yeah, it's uh, it's been a long road. Um, I've been a part of the project for about three years now. So um, to have it have it come to life and have it materialize um, after years of uh, you know putting together renderings and sketches and just conceptualizing every little detail to actually be able to walk around and and touch and smell and taste uh, the reality of this project that uh, is is such a cool thing awesome yeah that's That's super cool cool. congrats on finally opening the doors um Let's see, last question for you before we move into our Everett questions. Curious what the future looks like. What's next? Mm-hmm. What's coming up? Um, I think for you know the next year or so, um, really refining the concept um, that um, it's come from, again, conceptualizing it and now putting it into reality. Um, and we knew before we opened that uh, we would be opening with one version, um, and we'll be changing and adapting um, to what the farmers' needs are for, to make the best relationship with our local farmers, um, and to um, you know make ourselves uh, what we need to be in the community. Um, so immediate, I think that's um, kind of the big thing. Um, Long term, um, uh, we'd like to see farms and market in other parts of the country um, to really strengthen the local food movement um, in in the country. So we have a few Everett-centric questions for you. We ask these to all of our guests. And the first one is, how have you seen Everett change uh, since you've first been here? Um, since I've first been here, which is about three years ago, I would say... Um, that there's uh, more walkability, I guess, um, in that, especially in the downtown core, um, there's there's things to go to. There's music. There's you know bars and restaurants, um, and there's uh, people who want to go out and hang out in them um, that I didn't see quite as much of when I first started coming here. Cool. What do you think Everett's best kept secret is? Farms and market. <laughs> Besides farms and market. Um, uh, I'd say the view out into the water um, on a, you know, even barely sunny day. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if people really think of Everett as a place that has like stunning views, but there really are. Yeah. People often don't think of Everett as a coastal community, which it totally mm-hmm. is. Right. Yeah. It's good. I do really love our water view because there's so much going on, mm-hmm. you know, as far as the mountains and the islands and the marina and the port. And whereas, I mean, it's great anytime you have a water view, but compared to some other water views, like they're kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Like if it's like just water, you know, I like mm-hmm. all the variation of mm-hmm. Everett's waterfront. And so True I, I second that. <laughs> um, do you think Everett is misunderstood? And if so, why? 
Um, I would say yes. Um, coming from, uh, grew up on the east side, lived in Seattle, Ballard area for a number of years. Um, I think it, to folks outside of Everett area, um, it's still kind of seen as a um, blue collar town, um, not a whole lot going on, um, a little gritty. And um, while that culture um, is still here and it's still strong and it's a really cool part of the town. Um, there's also some uh, new stuff up and coming, um, like the Fisherman's Village Music Festival, um, you know, all these different uh, bars and restaurants that are opening um, is, is making it a really cool space to be in. Awesome. It's awesome. Um, all right. What do you think Everett needs, if anything? Mm, I think some better public transportation. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll have that in what, like 58 years? Yeah. We'll have light rail? <laughs> no, 58, just, 90. Just hold your breath for a couple decades and, you know, you'll yeah. be on a train in no time. <laughs> yeah. Or a light rail. I don't know. Is a light rail a train? I This is how little I know of light rail. I'm. Is it Something sort of like the monorail, like from The Simpsons? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's all the same difference in my mind, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know much either. Uh, what is your greatest hope for Everett's future? I think for it to be celebrated for the uh, for what it does have and what it does offer, um, that um, there's a lot of just really cool people here that I've been meeting, um, you know, coming into Farms and Market and just uh, talking to, um, and uh, the as a hub for our local agriculture scene. Um, that there's there's a lot to be celebrated, um, and so um, my hope. I guess, is that uh, more people recognize that. Well said. So we have uh, a quick game we want to play called Fast Favorites. We're going to ask you five questions. You'll have 60 seconds to answer them. And if you can do that, you just might win a prize. What's the prize? That'll motivate me. Uh, You'll see. (laughs) You'll actually... I do have to grab the bag of mystery. I forgot it over in the corner over here. And uh, you'll get to pick something out of the bag. Okay. So It's full of mousetraps and <laughs> nails and I think like one or two good things. A couple bowling balls from Evergreen Lanes. Um, some old shoes. Uh, let's see. Garrett's coming back with the okay, tote bag. I got bag the bag mystery. handy. All right. I'll watch the clock. You ask the questions. How's that sound, G-Dog? Beautiful. All right. Ready, Alicia? Yes. Where is your favorite place to eat? Uh, the back kitchen where all of the recipes are getting tasted. Favorite, favorite place to drink? My house. Favorite place to watch the sunset? Uh, top of the 2900 building. Favorite word to describe Everett? Uh, phrase? Diamond in the rough? Phrase works. Favorite thing to do when you have free time? Uh, sit in my community's jacuzzi. Nice. That was fast. Nice. Community's jacuzzi. Ever should get a community jacuzzi. <laughs> or should it? <laughs> That's a good question. I think that was definitely faster than a minute. Yeah, yeah. She won a prize. All right. You get to pick a prize out of the bag of mystery. <laughs> Sweet. There are some small maybe gift cards in the bottom. Oh, a copy of Everett Sounds. Ooh. Oh, very cool. Hopefully you still have a CD player, but that's 12 Everett bands on one compilation record. Uh, cool. Yeah, so... And if you don't have a CD player, it makes good coaster. Yep. <laughs> yep. I do in my car, yep. actually. Artwork designed by Alex Mancini. 
uh, local artists. Very so, cool. Yeah. All Sweet. right. So before we uh, cut you loose, uh, any asks of our audience or uh, places where people can connect with you? I realize I don't think we've actually said the address of Farms and Market on this yet, so we should probably say that. It where is Farms and Market located? 2900 Grand Avenue. Um, if you know Shushu Bakery, um, it's in the same building as that. Gotcha. Okay. What about asks of our audience or places people can uh, connect with Farms and Market online? Um, our Facebook page is always a good space. Um, and also, uh, you can check out uh, all of our information on farmsandmarket.com, our website. Um, other than that, just come in. Uh, we love talking with people, connecting with people, um, showing people around the market. So I'd say, come on in. Awesome. Cool. All right. Thanks for hanging out for the Live in Everett podcast. We would love to hear from you. Send us feedback, tips, or whatever you want. Drop us a line at podcast at liveineverett.com, and we might read your comments on the next show. And you can keep up with all the good things happening around Everett by subscribing to our free weekly newsletter, The Weekly Goodness, which comes out every single Monday, and it's packed full of upcoming events, our latest podcast and videos of the week, a recap of what's new on our blog, you can subscribe to the weekly goodness for free over on the website at www.liveineverett.com slash subscribe. Thanks so much, Alicia, for joining us today. Uh, special thanks to Oliver Elf Army for our theme music and to our producer, Henry J. By the way, Henry has a radio show every Friday night on 90.7 KSER FM. It is called The Stereo Wire, and it is my favorite radio show. Good things happen in Everett because of you, so thank you so much for listening and being a part of this wonderful city. Have a great week, everyone. This is why we're Everett till the grave.